Suzanne for Torbay Hospital Radio. I'm here today at St Mag's Church in Torquay this morning for a very festive turkey back breakfast. There's about 60 people in here at the moment, but there's been a, a very constant influx of people coming in and out, people from all walks of life. The church has a number of walk-ins throughout the year and it helps to provide a safe place for people that are vulnerable or who regard themselves as vulnerable. The church is mostly funded by the goodwill and the generosity of the community that sends in donations. Whilst I was here, I bumped into a friend of mine, who I also know, Georgia from the Shekina Project. Georgia, what does Shekina actually mean to you? So, for me, um, it was a great saviour when I was an actual client of Shekina, um, and they took me in with open arms, with no judgment, and gave me hope and restored a lot of love in me. Um, I was in a very bad place, and they gave me opportunities. And since I've been given a huge opportunity and become part of the Housing First team, um, and just grown since then. Shekinah for me is a non-judgmental um, place where any everybody and anyone is welcome. And how long has Shekinah actually been running? 30 years. It's our 30-year um, birthday celebration. Wow. Yeah. And does it have any other locations? Yeah, we have. So we run the Leonard Stock Centre, um, the local hostel in Torbay. We have Endeavour House, which run courses. Um, we have the wellbeing courses that we run there. Um, we also um, have a lot of partnership with um, NA, Smart Recovery, Unleashed Drama Group, and Torbay Women's Circle, who operate up there. Also, we do restorative justice, make amends. Um, we have the turnaround team is also present there. And then we've got Grow for Life, which is a holistic farm in Preston, and our head office in Plymouth. And we have Reconstruct there, other wellbeing courses that are run there, and all the community are welcome. And how has Shekinah helped you along your own personal journey of evolution? Restoring faith and hope. When I first came to Torbay, I um, was not in a very good place. I was homeless. I'd come out of a very domestic violence relationship and I was under the probation team. When I first was introduced to Shekinah, I felt almost like a human being again. They made me feel like a human being and not just a number, not just a tick box exercise. Um, everybody there was just absolutely fantastic of me and they've got it's like a big family um, a family feeling and they just built my confidence and let me grow as a person again I started off doing an apprenticeship with them I was offered that opportunity and that was brilliant and then I slowly moved up and became a trainer and was part of the training team and from then I then I'm now in the Housing First team, so I work with complex need people that have gone through the system that have, and systems have failed them. The ones that are very entrenched in trauma, and we now support them with an open end, 
we're open-ended so they have to exit our service we don't exit them at all and we will look to put um, to help them find forever homes and in those forever homes it's about them trying to create their end goals help them along their ways in that with a health if they in drug and alcohol addiction support them with their tenancies help them rebuild relationships not just within their families um, but you know in the community Shekinah is definitely a trauma-informed and trauma-practice charity for Definite. Being brilliant working for them. Do you think there's a lot of take-up of the services that you offer based on people that have experienced a lot of trauma? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I, I, I think a lot more needs to be done around, and be, you know, a lot more people need to become more trauma-informed worldwide I think you know this needs to be started in schools for for sure um, and recently we've all been on um, we've been offered trauma-informed and trauma solution focused courses it's been a nine-month program that we've been doing and actually when we've been doing it we've realized that actually we were already doing doing that kind of work but it's just reinforced it amongst us that actually the people that we are supporting or the people that come through the doors there's always a story and I just find it fascinating talking to people really actually getting to know them for who they are and we have the time to do that I understand a lot of other services don't always have the time there's a lot there's like a lot of pressure on services um but with Shekinah we're allowed to have that time to actually listen and hear people's voices which is very important and I suppose when I first became part of Shekinah they heard me they heard my voice and they listened and anybody everybody and anyone's welcome if you just want to turn up and have a coffee or if you want to do one of our courses or you, you want signposting and um, we're always very supportive there and what kind of courses do you offer so we do well-being courses um, stress management relationship anxiety depression we also have counsellors so pe- um, anyone that goes on our courses can then access counselling um, they can go on to mentoring courses and in January we'll be running employee mobility courses. And who is the service aimed at? Anyone. Anyone. Is there an age requirement? Over 18. Over 18. <laughs> yeah, so when I say everyone, any adult is welcome to come and in. And Georgia, how is the project actually funded? So we have Friends of Factory Row who help raise funds for the Leonard Stock Centre um, and we do rely on contributions from the community, um, fundraising, we do a lot of fundraising and also we have, um, we're part of an alliance with the councils, we have gov- government funding, that's a year on year bidding form but otherwise yeah we do rely on a lot of fundraising. And if people are interested in attending the, attending the courses or just simply having a look at what's on offer and also making donations or helping with fundraising, how would they go about getting in touch with you for that? We have a website, Shekinah um, Mission. It's used widely. Um, it's www.shekinahmission.com. 
www.mags.co.uk. And what brings you to St Mag's Church today? St Mag's Church is the hub of our community. They open their doors a couple of times a week um, for similar, a similar like cafe drop-in. Everybody is just so welcome. What I love about it is that you get so many different people. A lot of our the people that we support come here and um, they just love it here because they're welcome. There's no judgment. Um, and as you can look around, there's so many people here today. Um, not just people that we support, but also people that are working within the um, systems that we use. And what I really want to know is, what did you think of the turkey bap? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Blimmin' lovely. It was Boston. <laughs> That was Georgia from the Shakinan Project. Thank you, Georgia. Thank you. And now I'm just tucking into a really, really sweet hot chocolate. Here I've got Emma with me, who's a curate at St Mag's Church. So, Emma, what did you want to be when you were younger? Well, Susanna, I always wanted to be an artist, and I did a degree in art. I thought that's where I'd go, but then uh, I think God had other plans, and now I'm a priest, and I love it. And at what age do you think that God had different plans for you? When did that change? Yeah, probably about 13, but mm. it's a very long process to become a priest. So only uh, two years ago was I ordained at the age of 31. Wow. <laughs> okay. When you qualify mm. as a priest, what will it mean to you? What will you be able to bring to the community that you're based in? Mm. Hopefully gifts that I bring, but for me, the most important thing when I'm placed in a community is seeing what's already there, that I'm not bringing the solution. I'm just helping people to become more empowered and use the gifts they've already got. Help the community connect with each other, with other organizations, maybe help to bring resolution if there's conflict and to grow in telling the story of who they already are yeah and obviously it's it's clearly very important to you to be able to keep an open dialogue with other faith communities as well how important do you think that is in today's generation in today's society Suzanne I think it is unbelievably important that beyond all our faith differences we are all human and we need to keep that common dialogue beyond what's different to, to be together and to work together for change particularly in our communities okay when you are based at a church what's the first thing you're going to do when you get there that's a very good question <laughs> probably unlock the door <laughs> <laughs> that would be a start yeah I think um it's very important to me to come in low by which I mean to be humble because I don't have the answers and I'm not I'm not God, I'm not the solution, but I believe I know who is. And so for me, I come in humble, serve people, serve their needs that are there, listen more than I talk. That's really important. And then just see the cry of people's hearts, see the needs that are coming out and see what I can do to help them. And lastly, what did you think of the turkey bap? Well, I've got to be honest with you, I think it's flipping marvellous. <laughs> Thank you, Emma. Thank That's you. I'm now joined by Sam, who's been the vicar here at St Mag's Church for three and a half years. Previously, he lived in Bath. Prior to that, I think he lived in the Midlands. So it was Bath and then the Midlands and a few other places in between. Wow. So I'm also talking to somebody from the Midlands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you're lucky you don't have that black country or Bromie twang. 
No, no. My, my wife can do a fam- fantastic impression, but I, I, I never picked it up. So in the three and a half years that you've been here, Sam, how have you seen your, the community that you're in change, evolve or struggle? Okay. Obviously, I, I'd been here about just over a year when COVID struck. And so I'd had a chance to get to, get to know people, get, get to know the community. And then COVID happened. And some of the struggles have been that we've seen a really marked increase in, um, in hunger. We've seen some increase in, in homelessness and, and a real struggle for people to, to get accommodation. Quite a, quite a struggle to get people to access uh, mental health support. And children's services have also been struggling. And that's through no one's particular fault. It's just something that we've recognised that's been, I think, widely reported. So obviously that's been a real struggle both for the services but also for our friends in the community. But what we've tried to do is to, as as soon as we're able to, once uh, the relevant restrictions were lifted, we, we wanted to open the doors, welcome people again and uh, provide just a place to talk a place to sit a place to be heard to vent some frustrations where possible we, we try and uh, signpost people to relevant services or support them into that we you know we're at the top end of town and a lot of the people that were involved in that community have struggled the last uh, the last couple of years but they're a fantastic really lovely bunch and um, we love being here we love seeing uh, seeing good things happen the living room and the services that you offer for children as well. Who's able to access these services? So we're a church that, that believes that the doors should be open as much as possible. We can't just leave them open, sadly. Um, but on the Monday, we run something called Playroom, which is for local mums, dads, parents, carers to bring their little ones. At some point, we hope to go back to Tuesdays as well, but at the moment, it's just Mondays from, uh, from 10 and uh, you can find out details on the St Mag's website, stmags.org.uk. But on, on Wednesdays and Fridays, we, we run the living room. That's just celebrated its 10th birthday. And it's a community cafe where we serve a, a small selection of hot food and nice drinks and good coffee. And it's a place for people to, to sit, to talk, to be with friends. We do table service because of COVID. People can um, spend time reflecting in the chapel. They can ask for prayer if they want. Yeah, it's just a warm welcoming sp- um, welcome into the church. Uh, and obviously with the pandemic that we've had, oh well, yeah. are still having, have you had to become creative and innovative in the ideas in the way that you've continued to offer your services throughout yeah. the well, pandemic? There were a few things that had to shut for, for a while. The, the, uh, the, the, pre- the pre-school toddler group had to, to close because we couldn't do that safely. Thankfully, that's now open. Living room that just had to we just had to roll with the changes. Everything from a emergency food collection only, through to um, mm-hmm. uh, limited service, through to as we are now back open and and serving people. So, yeah. similarly with the church services, for a while we had to go just online, and now we we're kind of a mixed economy. We do both, and um, actually, I think the church has probably grown in in numbers because of that. Um, and and we've had. We had all sorts of events planned for um, the last year or two and they, they often had to change and adapt into how we did them and actually that's been really good, it's been quite exciting and some of them turned out to be even better than the things that we'd originally planned. So what events do you have lined up at the moment? We finished a whole run of events uh, that were to do with our Inspire bid and we 
we got some, some funding from the National Lottery Heritage Fund to do some work on the building. But at the same time, we also did all sorts of community events and parties and a community garden, commissioned a play and um, had art exhibitions. So that's great. And that came to, a, came to a close. The last term, we've focused on something called Celebrate Recovery, which is a, a Christian 12-step based uh, recovery group for people who are uh, wanting to move out of hurts, habits and hang-ups. And... Um, so it's an explicitly Christian 12-step group that complements the fantastic work of AA and NA. And um, so that's been really good. I think we're, there's not many places in the country that have adapted that, adopted that yet. But that's... And is that yeah, run that's at the run, church here? Um, Wednesday nights. Uh, still in its infancy. Ring the church and find out more if you're interested. Brilliant. And then into the spring, we're going to be re- doing stuff in the, in the hall and redoing the building there to, to make that a more attractive space. And, and who knows, we, we're kind of focused on Christmas at the moment. And if people do wish to donate for the services that you're offering, how would they oh, go yeah, about that'd, doing that? That'd be that? fantastic. So if they go on um, stmags.org.uk and the Get Involved page, there's a tab there that's um, entitled Giving, and it's got all the details on there, and um, including uh, gift aid. Yeah, but that'd be amazing. Lovely. And I'm going to ask you yeah. a really important question. Stuffing cranberry or ah. applesauce? <laughs> wow. Um, I'd have to go for applesauce. I, I actually yeah. asked, we've just done Christmas in a bap here with that big turkey rolls. And I asked Trina, who's our living room uh, leader, pastor, to get applesauce specially. Um, and I noticed that it's gone. So obviously it's not just me that likes applesauce. <laughs> Thank you very much, Stan. I uh, love you talking to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm joined by Mark now, who is actually, uh, well, he's gone from being uh, somebody that used to come into the church to a volunteer and now a member. So, Mark, tell me a little little bit about your journey and how you came to find the church and how long ago that was. I moved down to the Bay four years ago, June coming, and with a partner. We we had a house and everything, but because of my addiction of alcohol abuse um, we ended up splitting up and ended up living being on the street in Paynton in the end and um, somebody offered me a place to live and um, it ended up being a crack house where they sold drugs they were stealing and everything like and I was out 7 o'clock 8 o'clock in the morning till 11 o'clock at night to avoid everything uh, I knew someone was guiding me away from all that but obviously I still had this addiction so and I ended up going to Path opposite the church and um, then somebody introduced me to the living rooms for a sandwich you can get a bacon sandwich on there or whatever we used to do bacon sandwiches and then I come a member of the congregation because I just felt at home and um, I just kept coming and coming and you know and then I ended up being part of the you know the church and uh, I went into rehab and still came into church and then this year I got baptised and I volunteer around the church now so it's gone flight from like How does it make you feel coming to church? Blessed Oh, I know you know I, I was believing in God before but not as strong as I am now all my life is based around Jesus now and it's made my actions towards other people mm-hmm. and like what I've been given like like a, a new birth after I got baptised it was like a new birth and 
you know, to see people coming in who are still in the madness like I was, I feel blessed to be able to help them and provide for them and help, you know, give them, you must, give you, back what I've received. And that's you, what I, yeah. you must find it very humbling to see your other friends coming in that are on a similar journey to yourself I and don't to see them the as friends. I'm like my brothers and sisters. Oh, okay. You know, I do, you know. Well, I've worked in, I've worked in care for 23 years from dementia, learning difficulties, autism, end of life, nursing. So, Gosh, I, you know, I've got all. that, I know yeah. that empathy feeling. And people had a lot of empathy and feelings for me when I was, you know, uh, you know, most of us looked after one another. You know. And what are you involved in now then, onwards and upwards? What do you do now? I do drama on a Thursday mm-hmm. and uh, choir on a, with the, uh, on a Tuesday night with the Unleashed group. That's for people who are going through recovery. It's a recovery drama group and choir. And uh, made a film this year called The Rich and the Pure. So anybody and where can we find details of that? It's on D- uh, you can get the uh, DVD, it's out on DVD, it costs wow. £10. And all the money goes back into Unleashed, so anybody out there who wants to see it, please come to the church or you know, we'll sort something out. Just ask for me if you want and I'll help you know, talk to Martin and I'll get you some copies. It's a big help for us. That's you know, we're looking for more, vol- um, more people to join the choir and um, the Unleashed uh, Drama Group. And it's good fun, it brings out your, you know, it, even if you're shy, you can't sing, which everybody can sing. If you can't sing, we can just fit you in somewhere with somebody who can sing and they'll help you and guide you. But it's like, everybody's like brothers and sisters, we all look after one another. And, um, it, and next year, uh, it's top secret at the moment, but not just top secret, we're having our own uh, theatre, and, you know, for the drama and the choir. So, and even I don't know where that's going to be. <laughs> we haven't been told, Martin hasn't told us yet. But, but, you know, and we've making got a new production coming out in about six months' time. But it's, it's worth it. You'll build your confidence up. You'll meet new friends. You're in the same situation as yourself by the depression or anxiety or even if you've got an addiction. Nobody judges one another. We're all the same. And you just, you'll be surprised how your life will develop and move on. Which it has for me, you know, it's everything's like, you know, I've got my own flat now and which I'm still very humbled for, you know. And when I see the guys on the street, you feel like taking them home and feeding them and everything, but we can't. Thank you. Know, you. Can't do and I do have to ask you this now before we finish. With the turkey bat, is it a cup of tea or a cup of tea? It's a cup of tea, eh? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. All right, you're welcome. <laughs> Radio